Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodcher. Terrific. This episode is going to be all about terror birds. Ooh. Something I know that you've actually been looking quite forward to discussing, huh, yep. Dave? Yep. And most people probably don't know much or if anything about terror birds, which is good. And so you're going to learn a lot this week. And originally I was going to have this episode be a bonus, but it's I already I, I ended up writing like 13, 14 pages. So I figured we might as well just make it a, a full episode. He uh, deserves it, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And so it's going to be a shorter. This episode's going to be probably be shorter, but that's okay. Um, yeah, normal episode is like around 20 pages. So this is like 14-ish. So eh, that's okay. fine. But I do think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be very interesting. Good. And we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode, part two of Ice Age Animals, all about predators. I did. And we, we covered saber-toothed cats, short-faced bear, American cheetah. Oh, you covered the pig. Hell pig. The hell pig and the dire wolf. I, still, I think it's one of my favorite episodes that we've done. And I, I personally learned so much about the Ice Age and Ice Age Animals researching them. So I hope everyone else learned some cool new things as well. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, I actually want to share a quick sidebar story. Okay. So right, so last week when we recorded, right after we finished, <laughs> Dave, uh, Dave's wife, my sister Dana, she came running down downstairs in the studio. There's a bird upstairs. There's a bird. There's a bird. And so we're like, what? And so we go upstairs, and sure enough, there's a, a hummingbird that's um, stuck in the kitchen living room area, and so me and Dave are, we spent about what half hour? Yeah, I think half so. hour trying to get time. this poor little hummingbird, and <laughs> it would just pass the door every time. We're like, "You're so close, You're so close!" We get to the close to the door, we'd move towards it, trying to make it go away from yeah, us. Yeah, like I had a broom like near the ceiling, and I was like, I didn't want to hit it because I didn't want to hurt it. But I was just like, get out there. And it just wouldn't. But after a half hour, this poor little hummingbird was so tuckered out yeah. that I was able to walk up right right to it and cup and cup it in both of my hands. And it didn't even put up a fight. But um, Got it. Jim Corbett style and uh, <laughs> saved it. Yes. And then so I, I got caught it, put it in my hands and let it outside. So hopefully it's doing fine now. Oh, but yeah. then you remember your cat. Oh yeah, your cat Mikey, man. This right thing, when he knew it was tired, whoosh! Yeah, he comes running in. He like the hummingbird landed above the, your your curtains on your curtains and yeah. your couches right there, and your cat Mikey just ran up and it was it was trying to get it. It yeah, was oh, yeah. legit trying to get up there and kill it, <laughs> but it couldn't reach that high. So, kind of a fun, interesting story. Though. Yeah, but hummingbirds are so cool. I really like yeah. hummingbirds. They're they're really cool to watch. I need. I want to get one of those uh, hummingbird feeders uh-huh, so you can yeah. have them in your backyard. Yeah, they're really cool. And they're. Do you know how fast their wings can go? I looked it up. How fast? Sixty beats a second. Oh, geez. So, sixty times in Holy one second. Isn't moly. that insane? Yeah. Some species I think can do higher. Gee. But that's insane. That's they, crazy. They move like hoverboards. Or they're so cool. I love yeah. them. hummingbirds. Are awesome. Wow. But yes, we uh, we did save a hummingbird last week. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. <laughs> Hopefully it's alive. All you right. put some sugar water out for it after that. Yeah, I don't think it didn't. I don't think it went. I think it was just trying to get away from us. <laughs> yeah. As far away as it could. But yeah, they 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 lose energy, if I remember oh, right. Yeah. They, 
they have to, cause they're so, they're burning so much energy. They have to refill often. So that yeah. poor thing lost all of its energy. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully it survived. I like to think that it did. Yeah. All right. Well, I just want, I just wanted to share that quick story. Uh, as always, we are joined in the studio by everyone's favorite cheetah, Professor Cheetor. Good evening, gentlemen. Now, you do know that that hummingbird was lucky I wasn't up there, or else it would have been a tasty little snack for me. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Ugh. It's a good thing we didn't tell you and we had you stay down here, like Gee. always. <laughs> it's a good we thing really we like never bring you outside. Yeah. <laughs> stay in the dungeon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, speaking of, it's hot in the studio. I forget how hot it gets during the summertime. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. Uh, it's really awesome. We're so we're very glad that we have you. We really appreciate it. And if you enjoy the show, something uh, something you can do to contribute is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something. Doesn't matter what you say. Just you can say what is something you like about the show. Say where you're from, so we know. Yeah. But uh, the ratings and reviews really help the podcast. You know, gain more attention, gain more listeners. So uh, the reviews do more than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. So Dave, what do you say we get going? And guess what? We need to go back in time. Oh. Now this is the only time in history where a bird is the apex predator on an entire continent. Wow! So let's head back to uh, way far back. We're, we're going to South America too. Uh, let's go in our time machine. Sometime, somewhere. So I and it's, I don't know how much we can consider terror birds as an ice age animal. Because hmm. they actually, we believe that they died out much earlier than all the other Ice Age animals oh, really? that we've previously talked about the huh. last few episodes. We think that they died out around 1.8 million years ago, but they had a very long reign at the top. We think that they lived up to they when they first began it was uh-huh. around 60 million years ago. Oh wow. So, and it's commonly believed that dinosaurs died out around 65 million years ago. Huh. So, terror birds weren't long after that. And they they do have a lot of dinosaur-like qualities as well. Oh yeah. And a terror bird reminds me a bit of uh Velociraptor from Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, that's what they remind me of. And they have a similar build, and the way they they move is very similar. So mm. if that kind of helps you paint a picture of them. But uh, they're one of, they're, and they're also one of those animals that we're probably glad that they're extinct because <laughs> they could mess you up. Uh, but they were, uh, they were super active apex predators during their time. Wow. Now, naturally, there were many different species of terror birds, at least 25 uh, that uh, that lived during this 60 million year stretch. Does that make sense? Yeah. So during parts of this, they could have been around for the first 20 million years and then died. You get what I mean, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there were smaller ones that were maybe around three feet tall. And then there were really big ones that were nearly 10 feet tall. Gee. And all of these terror birds are, are originated from South America. And it wasn't until about two to two, two to five million years ago that the whole continent of South America was basically a huge island. It didn't connect with North America. So I'll, I'll actually have more on that later. Okay. 
So the largest known terror bird species is called the Kalenkin. Oh, interesting. That's a good name, huh? Kalenkin. Uh, Kalen- Release the Kalenkin! <laughs> it's not bad. Kalenkin uh, actually means demon Ooh. in the, uh, some kind of a local language. Okay. And terror birds, yeah, terror birds have really good names. First off, terror bird, yeah. that's badass, <laughs> right? Yeah. They have another name, but I, I I didn't even write it down, their, like, official name. Oh, okay. It was, Latin, I, yeah. I, I should have written it down, but uh, I did forgot to. But then terror bird's basically their nickname, so it's fine. And terror bird, that's a good name. Yeah. Uh, so this Kalenkin species wasn't known until 1999, when a student named Guillermo Zabala, who later became a paleontologist himself and studied this, but he was near a train station in northern Argentina where he was fossil hunting, and he found something. He brought it to a museum, and it was discovered to be a brand new giant terror bird species. And since then, more fossils were found in later years. They were able to find a skull. Which is a really important fossil. What find. if that's how they got the idea for Up? <laughs> what? Remember that? The whole story was uh, uh, the guy in the Zeppelin balloons brings, brings back a skeleton of a bird, and they're like, "What's this scientist cry foul?" And so he's like, "Well, I'll go back and bring it back," you know. Huh. And it was all about that Kevin, you know, Kevin the bird, and Up. Remember? I don't remember Up. It was a big bird. <laughs> so I mean, you you probably what if right. That's how they got the premise. I don't know. That's interesting. You'll have to look that up. Yeah. Ah, nice pun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Fossils were found to be, the fossils that they found of the Klinken were about 15 million years old. Okay. And the Klinken was believed to be able to reach 10 feet high and weigh over 400 pounds, which is a giant bird. Yeah. And they also had a 20 inch. 28 inch skull which is real big too but there other than that there's not a ton of information about the clankin but i just thought it was a really good name and they are the biggest ones Uh, this is one species that's considered there is one other terror bird species that's considered to be the most famous one and one that we're going to talk about for the most part its name is titanus nice also a cool name right (laughs) So, Titanus originated in South America and dominated the continent. In South America, at the time, there were not many predators in in South America in general. Hmm. And easily the largest and dominant predators were the terror birds. Okay. They didn't have any rivals, pretty much. And Titanus and all terror birds were carnivores who actively hunted... And it's believed they could run very fast, a lot like modern-day ostriches. Hmm. Uh, modern-day ostriches can run over, can get to over forty miles an hour. Oh wow! Which is really fast, one of the top in the world, forty yeah. miles an hour. And terror birds were probably similar, we think. Okay. Now their main weapon and how they killed prey was their large beak. It was extremely strong and had and curved down at the tip, very much like a modern bird of prey, like a okay. like an eagle. You know, they have yeah. comes to a tip at the bottom. And terror birds, terror birds are basically part Velociraptor, 
Velociraptor, part eagle, part ostrich, if you think about oh, it. Oh, wow. That's what I, I, in my opinion, that's what I gathered. Huh. And how they hunt is they run to prey, like, say, large prey animals, over, uh, large prey animals over a couple hundred pounds is what they would normally hunt. Okay. And they run, they would, like, run next to them, and they would peck the back of the prey's neck or in skull Ugh. to try to, that's how they would kill it. You can Gee. kill it with a blow to the head type of deal. Wow. And with, with that sharp point of their beak, which is powerful enough to kill the prey when just a peck, wow. just hit it in the right spot, you know, in the skull with that much force kills a giant animal. Gee, that's crazy. And that, not that an interesting way of hunting. That's yeah. the first time I've heard of hunting in that specific. Yeah nature so it's kind of cool yeah kind of scary but it's kind of cool yeah they could kill like giant ground sloths and other large wow. other large herbivores in the time those were things were like a thousand plus pounds oh my goodness terror birds could kill them that's nuts and once the prey is down they would peck and pick at the meat the point of the beak helps shear meat off prey so he can eat it. Okay. Very much just like a uh, bird of prey. If you've ever seen an eagle stand and, you know, like pick at its prey, yeah. we think it was very similar since their beaks were so similar. Okay. The point of the beak is like as important as like canine teeth for other animals. Mm. So it's a super important, good feature, but pretty badass way of hunting. Yeah. And they could, they, they would hunt smaller animals as well. And it's believed that they could hunt these small animals and swallow them whole. Oh my goodness. And then like, like modern day birds of prey, they'll like eventually cough up all the hair and all oh, this stuff. Uh -huh. And so they think it we scientists think it, uh, terror birds are the same. Oh, wow. Uh, Titanus and terror birds did have wings, but they are tiny, like chicken-sized wings on a, <laughs> on a giant bird. So obviously they, they could not fly, and so their wings really didn't do anything. So you, like arms like a T-Rex, you could say. Yeah, there you go. They're kind of basically useless. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know of any scientific reason for the T-Rex having such small arms. Uh, not, not that Maybe I've ever heard. Maybe just to show off. He's like, I don't need them. I'll still be king. <laughs> Or is this, that's what the mates were attracted to, is the, <laughs> they got go. the tiniest arms. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the case, but they, <laughs> arms are useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever got these tiny arms really turned me on. <laughs> uh, so scientists used computer-generated images to look at the brain of Titanus, and it had very long optic lobes for eyesight but mm. very small olfactory lobes oh meaning it couldn't smell very good interesting uh, this strongly suggests that it was a highly active predator rather than a scavenger okay and doesn't that make yeah. perfect sense yeah because uh, we we talked about like how last week how the short-faced bear had or extremely adept olfactory senses and it could find anything within like three miles so it's, it makes sense that these uh yeah. terror birds were not scavengers yeah modern birds of prey are similar and have way better eyesight than smell well that's it's interesting as soon as that makes perfect sense doesn't it yeah it does uh and so yeah terror birds killed what they ate 
All right, so a little bit more about Titanus. Titanus was one of the newest species and may have been the last one to die out. Huh. They were about eight feet tall and weighed around 330 pounds. Wow. That's for a male. We They do believe that um, females were a bit, quite a bit smaller. Okay. But still, that's a big-ass bird. Yeah. That is actually pretty close to... And that size is actually pretty close to the modern-day ostrich. Oh, is it? Yeah, a large male ostrich can get it up to Eve, can get over eight feet high oh. and weigh around 300 pounds. Oh. But ostrich aren't predators and don't have a giant beak yeah. for killing. Actually, I was I read some of the... The, the heads of ostriches are tiny. Yeah. And, like, their eyes are bigger than their brains. Really? They're just a, some dumb, dumb birds. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know that much about ostrich. Maybe they're really smart, but I don't think so. Yeah. They can't be too smart. They bury their head in the sand. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll have to... <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know why they do that still. It's probably a really simple thing, yeah. but maybe we'll have ostrich. We'll have ostrich stories sometimes. Yeah. But they um they have very uh, similar legs to an we think that terabirds had very similar legs to an ostrich, huh. so they could probably run about forty miles an hour like an ostrich. Okay, an ostrich have like ten foot strides. Wow, so that's pretty cool. That's a long stride. Yeah, they can really get going. And have you ever seen a not even an ostrich, but like a lot of birds have like dinosaur feet. Yeah. So yeah. they they really do. It makes sense where you say like evolution of dinosaurs was then birds. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what makes Titanus stand out is that it was the only terror bird to have been found in North America. Oh. Fossil evidence has been found in four locations, three in Florida and one in Texas. Hmm. Their main location was actually in the Santa Fe River in Florida, and the fossils were found underwater. Oh. Well, what isn't underwater in Florida? Yeah, right? <laughs> the snakes. <laughs> uh, so how did Titanus get over to North America from South America? Well, around two to five million years ago, North and South America didn't connect until large volcanoes formed what we now know as Panama. Hmm. And once Panama was formed, animals from North America moved down south and South American animals moved up north. This is known as the Great American Interchange. Hmm. Did, that, did that make sense what I said? Yeah. Okay. And Titanus is the only known terror bird species to migrate up north. Oh. Uh, when they moved north... They were no longer the only predator. Okay. Remember what's up north. Now, for the first time, Titanus had competition and had rivals. There are now wolves, American lions, bears, saber-toothed cats. These are things that a terror bird has never had to deal with before. Uh. But Titanus was no schlub and could and could defend itself against these new predators quite well. Okay. But they did need to adapt in order to survive. Mm. Uh, these other predators are believed to have fed on their chicks and even eating their eggs. Oh. Uh, terror birds had eggs very much like ostrich eggs. I've heard ostrich eggs taste pretty good, oh, yeah? too. I've never had one, but hmm. that's a big I egg. I haven't had one either. 
Yeah, it would be. When I lived in um, Tucson, there was actually an ostrich farm. Oh, really? Yeah, right in the beginning of town. It oh. was an ostrich farm. I was like, huh, I wonder what that, why is that there in, in a desert? Maybe, it, I guess it's kind of similar landscape, but I was just uh, puzzled by that. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Darn. What are you they doing in an ostrich farm? You should have farm? checked it out so you could have an see if you can have an ostrich egg. Yeah, I should have. What are they? Would they do at an ostrich farm? I don't know. Uh, Make eggs. Meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess meat. The eggs. Yeah. What else? Would ostrich be good for? You could ride one. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what you would do at an ostrich farm. Yeah. Hmm. I maybe I'll have to look into it. We got a lot of ostrich questions that we need solved now. Yeah. All right, but it is believed that Titanus was still a top predator during its time in North America, even okay. with all of its rivals. Something interesting is that North American animals that moved down south were actually much more successful than hmm. South American animals that moved north. Huh. Uh, like saber-toothed cats, for instance, successfully moved to South America and thrived there. And just it's just not as many animals successfully moved north. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because they they had bears move down, wolves move down, wow. and there wasn't as many successful animals that moved up north. Probably because all the predators were up north, uh-huh, and yeah. they are the ones who moved down to kill everything down. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Titanus, it actually did pretty good. Okay, going up north, and Titanus was successful and lived in North America for possibly several million years. Wow. Which is a good run for any animal at any time. Yeah. So why did they die out? They There are some theories. One was that due to all the competition making life for Titanus and all other terror, terror birds more difficult and them not being able to handle that. That's what they partly believe is a factor, even though it's, especially for the South American ones. Uh-huh. Well, Titanus was doing okay up north. We don't really know how the other terror birds were doing down south when all these new predators were coming down. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. So that's a contributing factor that we think. Okay. At least plays a role. But uh, we there's a bigger picture we need to look at. And it's much more likely that climate change had more to do with the de- killing oh. off of them. So around two million years ago the earth entered a series of ice ages, meaning sea levels dropped and the landscapes where terror birds lived dried up. This affects what prey is there to to eat and what territories they lived in. And the ones that the terror birds did really well in are changing. Mm, Okay. And it's not the same anymore. So competition, predation, and a cooling environment were all factors that led to the 60 million year reign of terror birds in South America hmm. to finally come to an end. That's uh, a long ass reign. That is. That's pretty good. That might be like the leader of all time. I don't know. Huh. Some scientists do believe that Titanus may have lived up until 10,000 years ago. But as of now, no fossils support this, as all the fossils found have been dated around two to five million years ago. Okay. I guess it's still possible, though. Yeah. Who knows? You never know, because we're still uncovering stuff, you know? Yeah, really. Today, there is one existing relative of terror birds. They're called Sariemas. 
Huh. And I, I showed Dave a picture of them. They look they do look like a mini terror bird, right? They're small. And they they live in South America and they are really cool and are basically yeah, mini terror birds. Uh Ceremus can fly, but they barely do. And they hunt insects, frogs, lizards, and small rodents. Uh, they use their strong beak to peck at, at and kill prey. Mm-hmm. And if that's not working, then what they'll do is they'll pick up the prey and just slam it on the ground. Oh, wow. Or slam it against the side of a rock or something. Wow. They're pretty brutal, but yeah, that's kind of cool. Not many animals do it. Jeez. There is another bird in Africa called the secretary bird. That oh, is okay. quite similar and does a lot of the similar things. Huh. But yeah, these guys are they're really cool. They can get up to two feet tall. Okay. Which isn't, that's not super small. Mm. Keep are, your Yorkies inside, people. <laughs> they got uh, long legs and their uh, their beak isn't quite built like a terror bird, but it still oh, has the okay. same function and it has the curve at the tip. So that's the killing machine. A beak mm. is a killing machine. Yeah. Unless you're talking about a duck, you know. Yeah, No. They they do not their beaks are not killing machines. I shouldn't <laughs> be more careful there. But uh so I do have some things about terror birds in pop culture. Okay. Uh let's go over that. A lot of my information came from a documentary about them, very much like a bunch of the documentaries from previous animals like the mammoths, oh, okay. the dire wolves and saber-toothed cats. Uh-huh. They had a, a documentary on terror birds as well. Oh. So it's on YouTube. You can find it. You can just um, search Terror Bird, and it's the first thing that comes up. It's like 45 minutes long. But if anybody wants to learn more about Terror Birds, then go ahead and check that out. Okay. That's the best one you're going to find. Then I found a really cool and funny music video on Terror Birds. And I, j- I had Dave watch it before we did the show. What did you think of it? Yeah, that was funny. It was really good. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a metal song. With funny animations, yeah. uh, they pretty much sum up everything we talked about in like four <laughs> minutes. Like they covered everything we've talked about in four minutes. So it's it's really actually quite informative and very clever. At, yeah. at one part, Titanus is doing head banging, yeah. rocking out. <laughs> and it's done by Howdy Tunes, and they have songs about other extinct animals and dinosaurs. So if you have kids. They might, they would probably dig yeah. that. So you might want to have them check it out. Yeah. All right. And then Terror Birds are in the movie 10,000 BC. They're in that as oh, well. Oh, really? I think almost everything we've covered during this Ice Age series has uh, been in 10,000 BC. Huh. Uh, they're only in it for a little bit. They're gigantic in it. It's kind of after they get. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, a little bit. After they much. get caught by the other humans and uh-huh. they're like captive slaves, and then they enter a jungle, and that's where the terror birds come in. Oh, and I think okay. they escape from them because of the terror birds. Huh. The main people. Um, it was a pretty cool scene with them in it, and looked kind of like they looked really good. Too big, but they, they still looked pretty oh, good. Okay. All right, and <laughs> my favorite thing. So last night I found that there was a movie called terror birds oh nice it's another one of our uh those super bad but could be good movies uh-huh. <laughs> i don't even think this one could make the sci-fi channel oh really it was, it was pretty nice. poor but eh, yeah it's Did from you about watch it? no well, let me tell you so it's from 2016 and i think that it must have had like a budget of thousand dollars at most <laughs> well if it did have a budget it all went to the terror birds because they looked okay oh okay 
certainly not the acting or the anything else, but <laughs> I started watching it on YouTube and, and the whole the full movie is is on YouTube actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's an American movie and it's dubbed in Spanish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was the, you could watch the whole movie in with people that should be talking English but they're speaking Spanish. Oh. <laughs> so I kind of just skipped ahead to where the terror birds attack people. And I had like a few college age students so on on a trip to a lake near which happened to be by a research facility that cr- had created terror birds and they escaped. <laughs> Who would have thunk that in this kind of a movie? Wow, that's, that's like a template. So clever. <laughs> It's that's literally the template of all of the, these movies. Yeah. We say it every we say it every week. Yeah. There was I will give credit to one part cuz it was actually pretty good. There was one really good death scene. Oh yeah. So this woman, young woman is uh l- sitting down behind a log, right? Uh-huh. Sitting down behind a log and the camera's just on her face and you hear you hear a sound. Uh-huh. And you're like, what is that? And then her eyes kind of slowly start fading. And then you see blood coming down. Oh. And then the camera pans up. And there's the terror bird who just pecked right on the top of her skull. Oh, gee. Pretty good. That was uh, that was a pretty good scene. It was creative enough. Yeah. But then they had to ruin it. Because <laughs> right after that, the terror bird like grabs her head and rips her entire sk- her skull and her spine rips it completely clean off her body. <laughs> like, how did the skull become clean without her face? And now it didn't oh, make sense, boy. but it was silly. That was, it was just so stupid. Yeah. A lot of those movies are, <laughs> but that, that was that. I did like that death scene though. That was pretty good. Nice. I, I didn't even bother to look up how many stars it, this one has. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be many. I'll tell you that. That's funny. But Dave, that is going to wrap up our episode. Oh, okay. I know it was a lot shorter than most of them, but yeah. that's okay. And I hope I hope everyone enjoyed learning about terror birds. They're really cool animals that deserved their own episode. Yeah. As for next week's episode, I haven't decided on what to cover yet. Could oh, okay. be a number of things. Maybe uh, re- what we've talked. You and I have talked about uh, recently extinct animals. So since we're on this extinct yeah. buzz right now, or um, invasive animals, okay, animals that don't belong, or maybe we can just so go back to some good old-fashioned attack stories. I like some those. Death and gore. Maybe we can do that. I'll have. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, so Dave, we do have some shout-outs to give. Oh, hey. Uh, for. First, we want to thank uh, someone from an Apple review. Uh, we want to thank Francis. Francis! He had some very nice things to say on his review. And he also asked if we have covered Antarctica. Uh, yes, we have, Francis. I believe it was episode 32-ish? Hmm. Right around there. He also asked if we're if we've covered raccoons. No, we have not covered raccoons, oh. but they are on my list. They've been on there for a while. They've been on there for a while. Your, uh, your son wants us to do raccoons yeah. really bad. I think that's his favorite animal. He wrote, yeah, he wrote his his uh, report for it. He's all ready for it. Yeah. Did he call them trash pandas? I don't remember. That's what yeah. they are. But yes, thank you, Francis. Now, our next shout-out is a special one. A special shout-out to nine-year-old Noah. Noah and his parents from Wales. 
So Noah used his... Noah from Wales. Noah from... Yeah. Noah didn't have any whales. Uh, my God. You had to make this into a pun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nine-year-old Noah used his own money to donate to the show. Oh, my uh, goodness. Apparently a nine-year-old? Is, yeah. My nine. own kids don't even donate. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even have money? <laughs> yeah, I don't give them allowance. <laughs> but apparently he is a big fan and has listened to every episode. Wow, that's great. Uh, he even writes his own stories about Jim Corbett. Oh, awesome. I yeah, hear him. it's really cool. His, uh, his mom sent me his, uh, pictures and stories, and it's really cool. So right really on. appreciate it. And that's pretty awesome, huh, Dave? Yeah. So... Uh, thank you very much, Noah. Yeah, we really thanks, appreciate Noah. it. And you are a contender for Fan of the Year, Ooh. which is going to be a new award that we will have for our second anniversary episode in a few weeks. Nice. I think, actually, Professor Cheetor will have a little message for Noah at the end as well. Oh, okay. So keep listening, Noah. But yes, uh, we will. Uh, episode 85 will be our anniversary episode. We will share some of our favorite stories throughout the last year and some listener stories. So be sure to send them in if you have any, everyone. If you have a cool uh, story of you or someone you know uh, with an animal, then send it to us and we can read it off. But yes, get ready for... and Oh, and of course, the the uh, the award show, the uh, black tie ah. events of all black tie events are <laughs> the Force of Nature award show. <laughs> so get ready for that. Uh, and Dave, if um, people want to be as awesome as Noah, what do you think they could do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps us out. Helps us gain more attention, gain more listeners. If you want, to, and uh, if you want to become even more awesome, just don't be afraid, like the terror bird, and donate possibly. Be like Noah. <laughs> Everyone be like Noah. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> uh, yes, go to PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And all the info, info is on the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to... Uh, we, 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 we do get a lot of people who contact us. I will say. Yeah. We're getting, we get more and more. So we I really appreciate that. So we've had people send in episode ideas or send us information on something yeah. that they want to cover. So feel free to do that whenever. Or just email or just send us a message. Say hi. Um, you can suggest an episode idea. Tell us a good story. Uh, but yeah, you can do that on... You can email us or find us on Facebook. Or Instagram, too. Because oh, I, yeah. I learned how to do Instagram. I'm better at Instagram now. Oh, good. We don't have Twitter. <laughs> Maybe we need a Twitter? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. It is a bird. You just talked about terror birds. <laughs> I think that's the sign. Maybe. Uh, also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. We're on all the platforms we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything to add? No, I'm good. All right, well, Professor Cheetor, let's hear what you have to say. Noah, thank you very much for your kind contribution. Thanks to you, I was able to eat a full gazelle leg. It was very tasty. Thank you again, Mr. Noah. Hey, I think we, we feed you okay. Jeez, Professor. <laughs> but yeah, but that we was... don't let him out, so... Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice message, though. Good job. This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye.